Okay. So anyway, this week's parsha we read Parshas Vayechi. It's the last parsha in Sefer Bereishis. Sefer Bereishis is is the story where the Ramban says that it's the Sefer Avos, the Sefer of, of the of our fathers, and the Sefer Shemois and the Sefer Abanim. It's children and the Gula, the redemption from Mitzrayim, and moving forward. So we're finishing. So it's interesting that the last thing which is discussed in Parshas Vayechi is talks about how. Yosef lived in Mitzrayim, and he had many generations in Mitzrayim. The Pasuk says, that he, had many, he, had, he had great-grandchildren in Mitzrayim, and it says they were they were born literally on the, the, the calves of, of, of Yosef. So the Targi Medicine Israel says, they were when they were born, Gizarina and Yosef, Yosef, Gave them their bris milah. He circumcised them. So the question is, why is that the last thing um, at the end of almost the last thing in the Sefer Bereishis? How is that? Why was that significant to be the last thing? And it also means that he, he he says he literally did the circumcision on his legs. It means he was, he was what you would call the sandik, the one who holds the holds the baby during the bris milah as well. So why is that significant? So. Um, and the, and the Shulchan Aruch brings, the Ramah brings, that the minigiz for sandik, that you don't give the same person uh, to give you sandik in, in, in a family more than once. It says, because the comparison is, we compare it to the bringing of the katiras, the incense in the Beis HaMikdash. But there the Pasuk Tegmar tells us, that with those who brought the katiras, Gemara Zedrasha, that whoever brought the katiras became, became wealthy. So they... So they only one person, a person that occurs only once in his life to give others the opportunity to become wealthy as well. So the same thing is with uh, the Ramah brings with Sandik. It's also school. It says it becomes become wealthy from that, and therefore only once, only once in a family should you do it. The question is, what's the what's the, it happens to be? The Belgaid asks on 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 Ramah. What do you mean? The Kitaris is once in a lifetime. Over here is once in a family. What's the analogy? He also actually asks us, you don't see that people become wealthy from being terrorists. He doesn't agree with what Ramah says. I'm being a sandik, people don't become wealthy from their breasts. But let's see if we can answer the, that one of the Vilnagarn's questions and also discuss this issue a little more and take out a lesson. So, why is it that when a person brings the terrorist, he becomes wealthy? We do we have a Jerusha, the Gemara says it. But what's the explanation? So, the Gemara in Yuma says that the terrorist is a kapara for the Aver of Lashon Hara. Speaking negatively, speaking negatively about people, that's what the Ketaris is a kapara for. Gemara says, something, things should come which was brought in silence and quiet and privacy. On, once a year on Yom Kippur, we bring the Ketaris in, inside when no one else is allowed to be there. He has to go by himself and he brings the Ketaris. That's hidden, that's private. And that's mechapar, as a kapara, forgiveness for an aver of Lashon Hara, which people talk privately about other people. So it's Yavah Davish HaBachashai, V'yichap Rav Davish HaBachashai. So, what, what, is, what does the Aver of Lashon Hara come from? Why does somebody speak Lashon Hara? Somebody, we know, so it's, everybody today, it's very popular to know people who speak Lashon Hara. You can see in the morale, such a concept. People speak Lashon Hara because they speak negatively about someone else because of their own deficiencies. They have deficiencies in themselves, and they feel the need to put someone else down because of that. They're projecting their deficiencies on others. So the Ketairas is a Kapara. A person stands, the Ketarasa, which is, has one time a year, it's brought so privately, the person's all by himself, the Kohen Gadol, 
just him and a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So something which is just him and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's a kapara for the Avera of Lashon Hara, which really the, the source of the Avera is that you yourself have to, have to work on your own faults, your own lackings. Instead, you're lashing out at somebody else. So that's a kapara for it. It's a communal kapara for all of Kali Yisrael. So now, the, we also find that we just said that Kataris makes somebody wealthy. So why would, why would, what is, why would a Kataris be a kapara Lashon Hara also make a person wealthy? Well, so what's the connection? So we could say, and excuse me, it's a little bit of a, a path today, so just try to bear with me. The Mishnah says in Elvis that, the Mishnah says, Isaiah Asher, who's a wealthy person? Asameach B'chalkeh, someone who's happy with what he has. That's, a health, that's, that's wealth. Wealth means you're happy with what you have. A person who's, and we can see the connection of that. Why it's Mechapar on Lashon Hara? Because Lashon Hara, we said, comes from, because you have your own faults, your own lackings, you're missing out on certain things, and you, and you would then, therefore, want to put someone else down. Someone who's happy with what he has, he's not going to be feel the need to put anybody else down. So, so we can understand why our Shira's wealth would come from the same thing that's Mechapar on Lashon Hara. Now, so that's we, we explained why Ketairis is Mechapar on Lashon Hara. Now, the, um, so we haven't explained what the Brismila has to do with Ketairis, and what is Brismila, why is that the last thing we're discussing as we're going into the Sefer Gula and Shemais? We know if we go into the very beginning of Sefer Shemais, Moshe Rabbeinu, there was a story where he, he killed the Egyptian person who was beating up a Jewish person, and somebody went and, and told on him, reported him to, to the king, to the authorities. And he said, Now I understand. What does that mean? So Chazal say and Rashi brings, I was wondering why the Jewish people were so oppressed and were suffering so in Mitzrayim. Now I understand, because since they talk Lashon Har, they speak negatively about each other, now I, I can understand why they, they have to go and be punished in Mitzrayim. Now Mitzrayim is the first Gaulus, it's the Gaulus, it's the first of the sufferings of Jewish people as, throughout the generations. And it's really, and all the rest of them are just continuations, sort of, or in a certain sense, this is the very, everything, everything has roots in its beginning, and this is the first of the, the sufferings of Gaulus, so that's all of the rest of them. So we see there's a great connection between all of the suffering of Gaulus and Lashon Hara. So we see, now, so it's Lashon Hara, which means, which means, based on our understanding of Lashon Hara, the Lashon Hara is rooted in a person, their own lackings and longings, therefore therefore they end up lashing out on others, and they speak negatively on others, that's where it comes from. So you see, that's the source then of Gaulus, it comes from that. So that would mean, you can understand that Gaulus, we're supposed to go through Gaulus, and supposed to repair that, and then we'll come out of Gaulus, we're supposed to be comfortable with who we are, we're supposed to be ha- healthy and happy with who we are, and therefore we won't feel the need to put anybody else down, we won't feel the need to speak about anybody else. That, that, that you can see as a result of the Gaulus. So now, so that's what... That's so now that we see the Ketairis is Mechapar on the very thing which causes the Gaulus. The Gaulus is Lashon Hara, we said, and which comes from that, that Chesarn in a person. And that's what the Ketairis is Mechapar on. Okay, so now, we said there's some sort of connection. We asked, why is the Mila the last thing which is brought? Right before we started Sefer Shemais, the Sefer Agula, which was going to talk about us getting out of the Gaulus. And we know there's some connection between Mila and the Ketairis. We saw that Sandik is like a Ketairis, he becomes one who holds the baby, also has that school to become wealthy, just like a person who brings the Ketairis. So there's different, various places in Chazal, it's a Madrash, even in Gemara, where, where, where Tanoim speak in the Madrash, speaks about the, uh, uh, Kiva was talking to Tonus Rufus, and he asked him, if, the, if why do you do a bris milah? Bris milah is the eighth day of baby's born, and you do, and you do a circumcision, you do a milah. If, if Hashem created you, what's more perfect, the way Hashem created you, or what you're going to do? So Rabbi Kiva says, no, what human beings do is even more perfect. Meaning, and, he, and, he, and he says, look, you see, Hashem grows wheat and, and makes water, and we make bread. You see, So his point was to say that Hashem makes you imperfect. It's true. But, but the job, he's giving you a job to take your imperfections 
and make yourself better. Mm-hmm. That's the bris milah is. You take your imperfections and you and you make yourself better. That's what bris milah is. We asked, what could be the connection? Now we see a greater connection between bris milah and lashon hara, because lashon hara is a person who has these kisrainus, these lackings, these imperfections, and he doesn't deal with them. And instead of dealing with them, he goes and he puts some, tries to put someone else down. But the bris milah is showing you the purpose of life is take your imperfections and grow with them, run with them, and make yourself better. That that's what bris milah tells us. Oh, so now we can understand. We asked, why was Brismila the last thing that we discussed over here in, in Sefer Bracious before we go into the Gula? Because Yosef, this, the Torah was telling us what Yosef did with his family at the very end. And Yosef, we know, Yosef was the first Jewish person to go into Gullus, and he told his brothers, even though his brothers sold him into slavery, he, he told them, don't worry, you thought you were doing something bad for me, but really God sent me down here to set us up so we should be able to survive. You know, Yosef was saying, I'm going to help you survive throughout Gauls. That's what Yosef did. He sort of gave us that ability. And he taught us how. So the very end, so, so the Torah is again telling us, how did Yosef tell you? What did Yosef do? He had four generations, and he did bris milah for his generations. And he's, he was the sandik. We'll get to that in a second. But he did bris milah. He's saying, you want to survive in Gauls, you're going to survive in Gauls if you recognize that even though you have imperfections, you take your imperfections and you do a brismila, and you grow from them, and you make yourself, you can perfect yourself, even though you have imperfections. Don't, feel, don't fall prey to what happens to Dustin Vaviram and the next parasha, they went and had to speak Lashon Hara on Maisha and report him to the king. Because that's the opposite of what, what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take your brismila and you're supposed to make yourself whole, and you're supposed to make yourself whole. Now, one last thing is who was Yosef? Yosef was, and it also says earlier in the parasha that Yosef was someone. When, in the Berchus Yaakov, when he gave brachas to Yosef, he was Ben Paras Yosef, Ben Paras Ali Oyim. There's a concept of, of a, a tsar ayin, someone who looks at somebody else and he, with bad eye and he, want, and he it wishes him ill. And the morale explains that comes from, the, again, the same thing like Lashon Hara. A person feels his own, a person can't tolerate someone else being more perfect than him. That's what it comes from. So someone who's not a tsar ayin, the opposite of the ayin type, has a good eye, he, he can tolerate someone else's, someone else's he can tolerate his, uh, someone else's someone else's wholeness against versus his own lackings because his own lackings he, he, is not something which is putting him down, and that's why Yosef was someone who's Ali Oyen. We're not going to get into it; it's a whole discussion. But Yosef had Yosef was not the, the children of Yosef were not subject to Ayin Hara. They would no one could look at them with a bad eye because they were above that completely. Well, that means what? They were above that means they were above the concept of being their own failings getting in the way of them. Um, other pe- even other people's own failings, so much so that they were above their own failings impacting them. Other people couldn't even look at them and cause them and cause them a tsar ayin because they were so completely removed from that concept. So if that's what Yosef was, he was Ben Paras Ali Ayin. He was Ali Ayin. The whole concept of tsar ayin, again, which we said, uh, has to do with a person's own failings preventing him from being able to appreciate someone else's wholeness. And that we said is also the source of lashon hara. So we understand that's why Yosef. We're finishing off Sefer Shmois, Sefer Bereshis, going into Sefer Shmois, which is, what do you need to, it's the last thing we need. How are you going to survive in Gaulus? You're going to survive in Gaulus by doing the bris milah. Not only are you going to survive in Gaulus by doing bris milah, who's going to be the Sandek? The Sandek is going to be Yosef. Yosef was the Sandek then, he was the holding the baby, and it says in different places, just to be, speak quickly, the Sandek impacts, imports, gives off his good character traits into those that are, he's been holding the baby for the bris milah, that is brought in the so Yosef was the one who gave into his generations this idea of, of being a, a, above Ali Oyen, above, the, the, above completely the issue of Torayin. He was so happy, he was able to tolerate his own, his own other people's own shlemas because his own Torayin didn't get in the way and cause him to put anybody else down. That, that's what's, now we can understand, we asked, 
Why was the end of the parsha Sefer, Sefer Bracious, talking about Mila? Why is it talking about a sandik? Yes, being a sandik because we said the whole concern of the the Gullus was they went into Gullus and they spoke Lashnar because they had they couldn't they had, their chesronis prevented them from overcoming their own lackings. They couldn't overcome it and they had to bring other people down. But Yosef was showing you no overcome your chesronis. Do bris Mila. Not only that, I'll be the sandik, Ali and I'm going to give you my my ability, which is to be so happy for others. I'm, I'll, 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 I'm going to give that off to the generations, and that's how we're going to survive in the Gulf. So we said we asked one last question. Why is it that the Gra asked the question? This is the difference we said. And therefore we understand why the Brismila, the Sandik, can make a person wealthy. Again, because it's the wealthiness. We said wealth is, someone who's happy for someone else. Someone who's happy for himself will be happy for others. But we asked, the Vilna Gaon asked, but, but the Ketiris is once in a lifetime, whereas the Sandik is, is, every, is once in a family. It's not a good, it's not a good analogy, the Vilna Gaon asked. But the answer could be, we think about it a second. The Chesarin that of course a person to speak Lashon is sort of a universal Chesarin. Everyone has this. They're lacking. They have their own lackings. They have to lash out at somebody else. And the Ketoris is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is an offering of the Tzibor. So it's, it's, so it's a communal sort of kapara for that, for that Avera. But what, what, what Yaisa was saying over here, by the, by the, like we said by the Mila, is that every person is born with a Chesarin and they have to work on their, what's missing and make themselves better. That's sort of a personal thing. No two people have the same shlemus to strive for. No two people have the same, same goals to reach for their own selves. So therefore, it could be this sort of a compromise. It's true that we said it's Ashiras, it's wealth, and you should, you should reserve the wealth, give other people the chance. But every family, at least, every family is going to strive for a different sort of strength to reach to, a different sort of wholeness, whole, wholeness to get to. So therefore, by, by the, so the answer to the guy's question, by the, the schus, of the, by, a, by a sandik, which is also getting the same concept of the Qataris, of overcoming your chesronis and, 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 and being whole, that schus of Ashiras by... Is, is each family. Because here we're talking about the Mila, which is talking about when you're rectifying <coughs> that lacking. So everyone's rectifying is, is personal, is unique. So therefore, we have it's, it's by each family. As opposed to when it comes to the general Kataris, that's just once in a lifetime for people. But the bottom line is, we, we asked, what, what is the, why are we finishing off Sefer Gracious with Mila? Because Mila is, is fixing up your lackings, which was the source of the Goss and the Lashon Hara, which occurred in Sefer Shmais. And therefore, every person should recognize, though, that even though you have some Chesreinus, some fault, we all do. It's still something you can overcome. And uh, sorry for the long part, but that's the idea for this week.